This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. Good evening, Jason Glick. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just fine, John. How about yourself? Um, I'm doing not too bad. What do you have for us today? Okay, well, this week, it was one of those weeks where it's like I had just no idea what, what to talk about. I mean, there was no like, comics um, like uh, that started that caught my eye. There were no series that, you know, had you know, reached there on um, like, you know, like, like, oh, I have to talk about them now, or series that had wrapped up where I had to, like, you know, offer my full summation on. So it's kind of like, so I was kind of like, you know, okay, well, what's left? Okay, well, time to just go look at the bookshelf and uh, see what, what do we have here? So, so, so I decided to settle on um, a specific um, genre from a specific author, um, a French author by the name of uh, Guy Delille, um, who has done who has um, come to fame over the last couple of years for, for doing a series of travel logs, either um, as work for um, as an anim- as an animator or, or with his wife in um, Medica Sans Frontiers um, or Doctors Without Borders. So, but um, what has really um, made this guy's name is his first is his first work, and that's and uh, more than any of the other um, like um, works I'm going to be talking about here. This is the one that. That I highly recommend more than anything else. That you got to pick this up, um, and that's that's his that's called um, Pyongyang, a journey in North Korea. Because yes, this guy spent several months in North Korea. I mean, and yeah, we know that they've they've been like you know act they've they just been acting crazy for the last couple months. I mean, like yes, there was all this angst about you know oh they're going to fire this missile and then. And then what's and then they're going to start World War Three and whatnot, and then um, the Boston bombings happened, and they just got pushed off of the news um, with all with all due force, and you know, no one's heard from them since. So I can only imagine that the um, missile missile launchings um, didn't quite go the way they were planning. Anyway, but um, this um, but um, Delilah's um, um, time in Pyongyang is almost a decade old, and um, basically to the point where yeah, you know, this is he's talking about. He's, he went there during the time of um, Kim, Kim Jong-il. There's even a reference to his son, um, current um, North Korea dictator um, Kim Jong-un, um, trying to get into Tokyo Disneyland and, um, and failing. But, um, this, but this isn't like a... Uh, like, he's like, um, but Pyongyang isn't like you know, a screed or a um, propaganda tool against you know, their um, North, North Korea and it's and says. It's just like um, Delilah um, just telling it like it is, just relating like his his experiences as they were during the uh, like during during North during his time in North Korea. I mean, you. I mean, it's telling when um, it's like when you let's see when you when you start off and they're just um, it's like it's, he's um going he's going he's I'm um, dealing see he's dealing with the uh, with, with um with with um customs customs protocol. And um, let's see. And um, first thing he's, he's taken to is like a giant um, like bronze. It's a giant bronze statue of um, Kim Il Sung, the uh, founder, of, the current founder of North Korea. It's like and like in the like in the communist era, and it's and also taken to a, um, a hotel which, which has which um which which has um low no power in most. Like in its 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 dining halls when um when no dignitaries are there um, has wet table wet dirty tablecloths and just you know like 
it's like he's and he's also like dogged by a translator and a guide throughout the entire throughout the entire journey, just to make sure that he doesn't see things that that are that are meant that are not meant to be seen, and is given like you know the best possible um um impression of the, the country as well. It's like and um, but it, and it's. And it's it's weird it's weirdly compelling because cause you get to see him just you know go through like just go through the daily daily job of like um making sure all all the um all, like the animation job he's he sent to oversee um turn, turns out all right I mean there's a great bit where he sees these um like animation cells um like these workers like you know they drop these cells and they go oh they they start flying up over the building it's like oh so like, oh that's hilarious like seeing all the all the everyone trying to um scramble below them but then he knows oh wait Holy crap! Is that, is that my job? Oh no! Wait, it's Corporal Maltese. It's someone else. So it's it's got like fun. It's it's not like a um, relentlessly depressing um, story. I mean, like you've got him like, interacting with all the with other people um, in, in North Korea, just like selling, just like se- selling soft selling software, or just like doing um doing N, um, NGO work, and but also it. But um, it's but this is an essential read mainly because it offers a like like a ground ground level view inside one of the the uh, it's like like a, like this um the sealed the sealed off the sealed off country. I mean, we it's like it's this is this is a country where like you know everyone believes that um that everyone drank the Kool Aid. I mean, they like it's like they're kept there's there's no out no outside internet and everyone is kept um from knowing exactly what's um. What's going on? I mean, at one point, um, like um, Dilida asks his guide, you know, like, hey, what about what do you feel about um, unification between North and South Korea? And his guide says, oh no, it's all the Americans. They're just keeping us from, from unifying. And then um, Dilida, um, like, offers his own like bits about thoughts about how, hey, you know, it's like they we saw how, like apparently like North South Korea is in no hurry to to reunify because they they saw what happened to um to East and West Germany. And they, they're not looking to inherit all of your um, economic woes and um, and high unemployment, but and then there's also like more um, like disturbing bits. Like, I mean, we don't get to, like Delila notes that, that there are like reeducation camps like in North Korea, but he's never taken to see any of those. He also notes that there are some like shooting galleries where um, you know like like average um, people are trained to shoot um, American and Japanese um, soldiers. I mean, at one point his guide. He asked, like, you know, what are these guys shoot, not shooting at down there? Like, oh, no, it's probably a game. You know, don't, don't need to worry about that. But then he find, then he's told later on, like, oh, that's that's what they're actually shooting against, you know, like North Korean, oh, um, Japanese and American soldiers. And also, he's, at one point, his guide tells him, he asks, tells, his guide talks about, like, oh, this, we have this one great animator where um, he was really good at his, good his job and did great work. And he said, oh, well, and then Delila asks, well, what happened to him? Oh, he left. Oh, where'd he go? No, he left. And you, and you, and just like Dalila, you, you, you figure out, you know, just what, what exactly happened to this guy. So, I mean, it's, like I said, it's, it's an essential read, but, but at the same time, it's not, um, thir- it's not thoroughly depressing or, it's like, it's like, or, or didactic in its, it's like, in its views. I mean, uh, one thing that, it, Worth me is that um, Delila does work in a um, somewhat car- cartoonish style. I mean, it's like he's not, he's not look, looking for real photorealism, or um, it's like or like or intric- intricate detail. And um, a buddy of mine, I tried to sell him on this earlier this week, and he said he looked at this and said, "Oh, 
no, this wasn't what I expecting at all. It's like he just like, to, oh look, look at all these like these Z is he, is he sleeping? That's like I don't want this. I want like something realistic, like you know, like Joe Sacco of of Palestine. I'm um, doing reporting right there, and and like that that's just not going to happen because you know like like I'm sure like like as soon as Sacco steps foot in Palestine in um in North Korea, like they're just going to say, oh you no, you're not coming in at all. So. So, but so at the same time, like you know, this is probably like the uh, most detailed picture of North Korea we're going to get um, in just about any medium, and it's a third, thoroughly informative ver- um, thing as well. I mean, yes, it's over ten years old, but at the same time, I really can't imagine things have changed much, um, particularly with um, Il Sung, um, just, you know, continuing business as as usual, even if there is more saber rattling as well. So, so more than anything else, I talk about here, Pyongyang is the one. Um, Dalila um, travelogue you need to buy. Now he followed this up with um, with a less um, intense work, um, Shenzhen, a travelogue from a city in China. Now uh, Shenzhen isn't um, a uh, like a highly well, it's it's it is, okay. Well, it is somewhat highly somewhat urbanized. It's kind of like, you know your average like industrious um, China China city. And he went here, and he also went here, you know, to um, work on um, animation. It's like animation as well. And it's and he also um did a um did a much different um like um drawing style here. Well, it's like while um Pyongyang um like the lines were um like weren't um quite as as stencil were fairly fairly simple and not quite as stencilish. stencilish. Um, Delilah went full on with the stencils here, and it creates a much different um much different work as well. It's like. But um, Shenzhen is, pro- is easily the most ordinary of his, of his works. I mean, he's not observing a dictatorship. He's just you know visiting this city in China, just dealing with you know just like getting along with people who he doesn't know, who he, who he doesn't can't share the language with, and um, just you know like seeing and seeing the sights as well. I mean, it's at the same time it's like, it's, it's interesting just how relaxing thing things are compared to um, his other other works. I mean, there's bits where he talks about, you know, like going to like going to see a, a Chinese dentist and um, being scared off by seeing that every by seeing that the, um, the production line um, style work that's going on there. And also just getting used to, just, you know, like the fact that there's no sometimes there, at times there are no there's no running water in his in his animation studio. So sometimes he has to, just, you know, um, use their squat toilet, toilets after someone else has taken a shit in there. So that's thing, things like that, and also um, you know, just dealing with like the mass of um, mass of people in in there as well. Just like crossing the street is such is a special ordeal as well. But there's lots of fun fun personal anecdotes. Just sharing um, sharing um, new like New Year's with a um, with a, with one of the studio workers, observing the spread of mold underneath a uh, like a, an, underneath a desk as well, and you know, I'm visiting Hong. Hong Kong as well, and also just you know talking talking about all the food he eats eats during the uh, during the trip too, and um, you know it's like, like Chen Zen was one of the books that I picked up um, to do this podcast, and I hadn't read it before doing this, but you know it's like I, I to be honest, I wouldn't be I would actually be more interested in seeing um just you know books like this that don't you know like um like advance a certain point of view, and um it's like well no not that don't like you know, like observe like say a like a dictatorship or a, or a civilization under some kind of oppression. And yeah, well, there's kind of oppression in China, but at the same time, it's kind of like it's 
it's more um, mainstreamed than anything else. But um, then, but then um, he went back to um, observing um, dictatorships with his next book, um, Burma Chronicles. And this is his first work where um, he, he didn't visit the country, country as an animator. He visited as he visited with his wife um, as a me- member of America Sans Fron- Frontiers, Doctors Without, Doctors Without Borders. And um, kind of the tone is established really, it's like, um, established quite well in the first, like in the first bit, where he's um, playing with his um, young um, one-year-old son Luis, and um, there, and finds out from his wife, oh, they're going to um, Guatemala. So he says, oh, I can prepare for this by looking at my uh, Star Trek DVDs in Spanish. Oh, look, there's um, El Spock. So, but then he, um, then his wife tells him, oh no, we're going to, um, we're going to Myanmar. Um, oh wait. Myanmar, Burma. It's like, and then he checks his language language settings on Star Trek and says, "No, don't have that." So, um, Burma Chronicles is kind of like is a uh, like, like it's it's equal parts just you know like um, fun fun anecdotes about you know raising raising a one year old. It's like in it's like in the in the country getting like socializing with the uh, with the expatriates, and also um, also observations about. Um, but it's um polit- it's political state as well. It's a, to be honest, it's like a night. If um if um Delita was going to like you know establish like a nice formula for his for his work from there from here on out, Burma Chronicles is a nice balance of both you know personal observations as well as observations about the um the country that he's that he's visiting as well. I mean, there's like lots of and there's fun there's fun bits where he's. Just you know, like going around the city with um, with his son Luis, and like how all, and how everyone in in the country would just like look and say, "Oh, hey, he's a little little white baby, that's so cute." And then when he goes around without it, like no one no one acknowledges acknowledges him at all. And it's it's like and it's, and it's interesting. And then you also get him just, you know going into the that uh, like realizing that oh, I can't get any like legitimate software here, but I can buy Warcraft Three pirated, and so there so there you go. And all, and there's also like you know little bits where he just realizes, oh, you know, I don't have any milk. I'll go with my coffee, <laughs> but I can use my sons instead. And, um, and this is also contrasted with um, other bits where um, he t- talks about like you know going to visit its now um, freedom um, president, um, Aung San Suu Kyi, and um, like she was still under house arrest at the time he was there. And then um, he finally, at the, towards the end of the book, he finally gets to um, drive by her house and all. And acknowledge her, so so it's a nice um, so um, Burma Chronicles is a like I said it's a nice nice fun book that, that um nice that splits on the balance between you know political commentary and and pers- personal observation. It's and to be honest, though, it's and I also, I also prefer to his most recent work, which is still in hardcover, um, and that's um Jerusalem Chronicles from the Holy City. Now, if if you got any inkling of the um, political situation in Jerusalem, you can know that this is going to be a a much more um, this is going to be like I mean, um, less political than uh, this is going to be more political than his than his previous works because he's because you know, there's no way you can't be um, no not political about this city considering its history. I mean, he starts off with the book with um, let's see with um, his with um with fly, by flying over. Talking about his um his um, plane trip over, and then um like this one um his seatmate just managed to calm down his um 
like his um, his one year his new one year old daughter, and then he also notices that hey, this guy's got um, arms a numbers tattooed on his arm. He's a concentration camp survivor, and that kind of sets the tone for the uh, for the rest of the book right right there. I mean, there is going to be a lot of see a lot of talk about say about the um about, about the situation there between the Jew the Jews the Arabs the Mu- Muslims Christians that's all the different political um political and religious factions that occup that occupy Jerusalem and the crazy um situation that's that's that that, that the um city's enveloped in I mean at the same time though you it's um what am I, what am I trying to say it's I mean it is. It's still. It's still interesting to me. Like Delila has a has a nice matter of fact tone that that makes that doesn't make anything what he's saying seem seem judgmental. I mean, like, it's always everything he says here is kind of temp- tempered with the feeling that you know he's just relating it as it as it is. I mean, it's just some like surreal bits such as um, such as a psychologist explaining um, explaining to his daughter you know why that why she why she shouldn't take the psychologist's teddy, but then he says well. Why do you have a, a teddy? He says, oh, I always sleep with it. It's a transition object and a surrogate attachment figure to help me unwind. At which point, um, Delia goes on to tell his daughter, don't touch Teddy. <laughs> and then, let's see, and then, then you've also, see, then you've also got just um, other, let's see, other weird bits where he's, where he loses his keys um, between the, um, let's see, like in, in, he, he drops his keys between the gap between the elevator and the, like and the floor, and he has to, and so he has to go in MacGyver. It's like, and it's it's beautiful. I mean, like they actually use MacGyver as a verb in this. It's like in this um, volume, so I have to I have to give props to the, to the translator. Um, uh, who did the translation for this? I know. Oh, Hel Helgadasha, and um, to, to French done like all of his works because they were. Because you know he's French, and so had to have someone trans- translate them. So props to him using MacGyver's verb right there. I like that. And um, it's oh, and you also and other surreal bits such as having um, the uh, supervisor for um, his son Luis's um, um, school just just um, he's he's an American, but he also vote, but he's also talking. But the series takes place prior to the two thousand eight. Eight elections, and the um, supervisor's going on. Oh, I voted for McCain because because Obama's real name is Hussein. That's an Arab name. And then he says, "Oh, he also Israeli Israel's mistake. It's on YouTube." Barack Hussein Obama. Can you imagine? And then um, he asks his son, well, "How's the after school program?" Oh, it's great. The monitor's awesome. How come? Oh, no reason. So it's it's got fun. Like fun asides like this that pepper, that pepper the book and keep things from getting you know like too focused on like on how rel- like really relentless and hopeless the situation is right there, while at the same time giving you um in, giving you stories about the uh, it's like it's like the how like just how completely fucked up the um it's like the uh it's like the their era the Arab juice um conflict is there. I mean it's. Yes, it's not quite the same as um as Joe Sacco's Palestine, but at the same time, it's I think it's a, it's much it's a much different less let's see I'm less 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 focused, but also just you know less less judgmental book book as well. It's also and yes, it's it is the most probably the most one of the most overtly political things he's he's done just just by the sheer amount of um 
like um, conflict he runs into with um, working in um, working in the Gaza Strip and just um, dealing with the Palestinians as well. I mean, he, he, when um, whenever he tra- travels out of the country to um, visit a comics thing, um, because at this point um, he, at this point um, Pyongyang has gotten him like you know international attention, so he's um, leaving for to keep doing like you know talks with like um, comic conferences in Iceland and whatnot. And whenever he leaves the country, he always has to talk about oh yeah, it's like I. You know, he he realizes that you know he can't talk about you know oh I don't actually work with Palestinians uh, if I mention them it's going to um, exponentially um, like complicate my travel time so there's so there's that as well I mean it's Jerusalem is like isn't it's an interesting book but at the same but at the same time it's kind of like you've got that like I said, it is it does um, kind of uh, it is kind of like weighed down by the same kind of conflict that has mired the uh, Mired its region in for for decades, and at the same time, but at the same time though, Pyongyang um, rep- represents his best, um, his best, most compelling and informed and informative work. So more than anything else, I highly recommend that. Um, if you, like I said, all of these are worth reading, but Pyongyang above all else. So John, it's like uh, any particular thoughts on your end? Or you are you are you still awake after all my all my rambling about about stuff? No I, stuff. It's uh, <laughs> it's interesting that this is the format he chose to uh, express it in. Um, you know his journeys and and some of the situations he encountered. Yeah, I think it, I think it comes from just his his background in animation. I mean that actually plays in a lot to his um travel to his travels actually. I mean just about every place in in um I mean. Yeah, in Pyongyang and Shenzhen, he's working in in animation specific, specifically, but in um, in Burma Chronicles and Jerusalem, he actually winds up doing animation workshops for the people um, who for the for for, for some who he he meets there. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, yeah, and he's uh, he's 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 from Canada. Yes. Yeah. He's act. He's he's French Canadian. French Canadian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Though he li- though he does live though though as we know in the books he does live in Canada, and because they because they um, talk about all the logistic problems in in Umberma Chronicles and um, Jerusalem in bringing back um, much much more stuff than he brought than he brought to uh, with him on those trips. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. Pretty cool. I might have to check it out. Yeah, like I said, Pyongyang above all else. Okay, yeah. All right, um, and uh, do you know what you're going to talk about next time? No. Secret treasures of manga, or hidden treasures of manga. Ooh, that sounds good. We need to do a good manga podcast here. All right. Yes, because we will be we will be doing this um, from San Jose next next time. Sounds like a plan. Excellent. All right, until next time, we'll catch you later. All right, bye. Bye.